It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast powered by ComEd. It's getting easier to your biz- for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. Clean. Did you get that? Slash clean. Slash clean. I, I might forget later I in the show. I don't want to hear about that later. Anywho, I welcome in. Uh, I'm Greg Boyson with Mario Tirabasi. Hello. Uh, our pal Jay Zawaski is uh, taking a bye week as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gallivanting in the lion land of Mickey and Minnie and all those peoples. Yeah. The Disney... World or land? Wor- world. He's in. World is in Florida, right? Yes. Always confused the he's two. He's in America's yeah. wing right now. He sure is. <laughs> sure is. Uh, so hopefully Jay's having a good time today. We're going to do uh, Mailbag Monday because why not? There's no uh, games to it's talk Monday. about. And it's a Monday and we like it when. Have we had a non-practice, non-game Monday in a. like? It's been a long time. It's been a very long time. It's been a while. That's for sure. I like it. Um I we like gotta, being here in the afternoon. I do too. It's nice. It's nice to see other people. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't enjoy sometimes you and Stephen and Jay, but sometimes other faces are nice. Yeah. Um, getting here and uh, you know leaving when it's not one in the morning is is nice. That's good too. Um, being home at five o'clock tonight will be nice. Yeah. Um, we've got a. We'll be at three o'clock all week this week. Just so you yes. guys know. Uh, 3 o'clock all week tomorrow, Tuesday, we're going to have our pal Joe Brand from WGN host a pre and post on the Blackhawks radio broadcast. He's going to be joining us in studio so we can kind of recap the first half of the season and look ahead to the second half with Joe Wednesday. Uh, we're going to have uh, Pete and or DJ from the What Chaos yep. show, at least one of them, maybe both of them. Uh, and uh, we'll talk what's going on around the NHL. And then I have they, a feeling... Uh, they, they head to the All-Star Game on Thursday. Yes, so that'll be going. fun. What chaos at the All-Star Game in Toronto. Yeah, we'll, we'll chat with them about that yeah, and all other things. kind of fun things they got planned for the All-Star Weekend. And Maybe then, they uh, might even talk to Tate McRae. If I be. was Tate McRae's manager, I'd <laughs> keep her away from those guys. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, yeah, we'll probably. I got a feeling we're going to have extra questions that we're going to get to Wednesday, second half of the show. I do some Thursday. Mario and I are going to do like a rebuild report, the show. We're going to do all <laughs> prospect updates, get yep. you updated there. And then Friday, uh, Friday we'll know what the All Star teams are. Mm-hmm. We'll be drafted on Thursday night, so we'll, we'll probably do an All Star weekend. Preview, talk about the teams and the the skills. Skills night is, is Friday night. Friday night yeah. yeah, so maybe we'll uh, we'll pick our skills winners. There you go. Who's your skill hawk guy? Charlie the Bacon guy is a good question that I'm also wondering. Have we heard anything about is Nick? Felino uh, no update yet. Okay, we have not heard. But obviously, if Nick Felino wants we, to come on, we will 
bump whatever we're gonna do yeah, that day, and, if, and he'll be in here, or maybe if that is uh, confirmed, we will we will definitely make maybe that public. He will be, uh, he, we can have him in with uh, the What Chaos guys. They have a relationship. They, yeah, that they liked him. Yeah. So if it's Nick not, can come in this week, like. he's obviously uh, we'll we'll make room for him. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna get our mailbag Monday started off with our, and as always, we're gonna start with our diehard questions. From the Die Hard Discord server. And if you want to get first choice, you want to get top priority on any mailbag show, make sure you're becoming a Die Hard yes. member over at allchgo.com. You're going to get access to that Discord server. You're going to get top priority for uh, your mailbag questions. Mario and I are going to jump on the uh, chat channel right after the show, do a little overtime. Yeah. We'll carry over for give you guys a bonus 10 or 15 minutes of Hawks questions right after the show ends. You're also going to get discounts on all of our merchandise. One free t-shirt or hat when you uh, sign up, plus discounts to all of our events. And keep your eyes peeled. There's going to be some event stuff coming in the near future, Blackhawk yes. related, you want to know. Uh, and we're going to give a shout out to some of our new diehards. I know uh, recently um, Angie became a diehard and chose the Blackhawks shirt for her. I know she's a big Hawks fan and uh, White Sox fans, but she chose... Correctly, yeah. and went with the uh, Black <laughs> the team Hawks shirt. With the team with the future. So welcome aboard, Angie. Also, we've got Jefferson, Matt, Joe, Colin, Mark from the Smoke uh, Staff Barbecue, and Vladimir, oh, nice. a huge Bears fan all the way from Serbia. We now have a diehard fan in Serbia. That's I mean, awesome. that makes sense that they like the Bears. Sure. Lots of Bears in Serbia. Yeah. Hopefully they win more. The Serbian Bears win more than the <laughs> Chicago Bears. So, uh, Vladimir, hopefully we can get you to become a hockey fan. You know, there's a lot of Vladimirs who play hockey. So That's true. Yeah. Uh, let's see if you like it. So let's just jump right into it, Stephen. We're going to go right to the Discord. Our first question coming from Brad Beatty. With Slaggart stating he's signing at the end of the season, will we see him at Rockford in Chicago? Where do you see him next season? Um. Well, I think he's going to let that determine Kyle Davidson said uh, I don't know if you saw the, the article Ben Pope did yeah um, mm -hmm. we gave him some inside tips on how to how to get a hold of Mr. Slaggart yeah uh, but Kyle Davidson said that he feels that Landon is the most ready NHL ready of the Blackhawks prospects so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he slots slots right into the NHL lineup at the end of this season for the last whatever yeah handful of games and then next season just let it all play out. Let him get through training camp. And, and, and I mean, I think some time in Rockford wouldn't hurt. No, it wouldn't hurt. But uh, if he's ready uh, and he's one of the best 13, 14 forwards coming out of training camp next season, then he, he deserves uh, to be here. Yeah, I, I think we've, we've seen that the, the path for development for a lot of these guys is a patient one and it's a more conservative one. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, once Notre Dame season ends this year, um, Slaggart will, uh, will will sign his ELC with the Blackhawks. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I think he'll get some time in Chicago and then probably head to Rockford this year to uh, finish out the season with them. Um, hopefully get into uh, some you know some playoff games. And then, yeah, if uh, look, he'll be 22 at the start of, of next season. Um, he's a guy that, uh, as if, if you read the, the article from, from Ben Pope in the Sun-Times, uh, quoted uh, assistant GM uh, Mark Eaton saying that, you know, he's he's got all the qualities that you want in a successful third-line forward, uh, which is which is great. Um, but he also has, has shown that he has those first-line 
uh, capabilities in him, and you, you've seen that at Notre Dame this year. He's set his uh, career high in goal scoring this season. Um, he's on uh, just about a point-per-game pace, 25 points in 26 games. Um, sure, doing it as a fourth-year college player, you know, you'd hope to see that uh, out of a guy like that. But, you know, for Slaggart last year, he was hurt a lot. Uh, you know, it, it definitely hindered him uh, last season, but he's been healthy this year. He's been scoring a lot of goals around the net which yeah. is great to see. And he's not the biggest of players, but he definitely um, reminds me a lot of uh, a kind of a Brandon Hagel type of guy where it's a high-energy guy uh, who's going to use his skating ability and, and his speed to put him into good situations, and his tenacity is going to give him a lot of opportunities. So if he ends up being a Hagel-esque player, um, I mean, we saw Brandon Hagel come in and, uh, you know, his, his initial thought was, yeah, maybe he tops out as a third liner. And lo and behold, you know, he becomes a really productive NHL player, both here in Chicago and developed more into Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I mean, if Slager's on that kind of path, that would be wonderful. Um, I'm not going to say that it's exactly going to be like Brandon Hagel was, but um, I, would, I would love to see him. You know, if he's here next year uh, in Chicago, um, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think that that would be really interesting because that's another guy that kind of like immediately slots in that you're like, oh, here's a potential part of the future. Right. Like uh, no, next next few years, we're not going to see a lot of that yet, but it's part of that like slow trickle in of uh, of the young guys as we go through the next two years. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that's not afraid to play in between the dots. You need more of that. Mm -hmm. um, go I to think, the go to the front of the net. Yeah, I think he is going to be what the previous regime were hoping Josiah Slavin was going to be. Yeah. That yeah, third, fourth-line guy that plays Play some hard. penalty kill. Yeah. Play, play hard, yeah. Plays good in his own zone, PK. You know, kind of like a, you know, possibly a, a slightly more talented Boris Kachuk-type player, someone like that. Okay. That, that can actually finish a breakaway. <laughs> yeah. Away. I'll take it. All right. Moving right along, Stephen. Fire away. Uh, this one from Charlie the Bacon Guy. Will uh, the yes. NHL ever go back to the old playoff system of one through eight for each conference? I hope so. I hope so. I don't think so. Because that was my favorite. The one through eight reseeding in the second round, it made getting that number one seed, you know. More important. Yeah, exactly. You're playing, you're going to play the lowest seed in each of the first two rounds and made your path to the conference final as easy as possible. It's never easy, but it's, it gave you the, the easiest path. I personally hate the divisional setup. Yeah. I thought it was a bad idea from day one. Well, we want to start rivals. We want to start rivalries. You, but instead... Too many really good matchups right, in the second right. round. All those years we got Sidney Crosby versus Alex Ovechkin when those two teams were at the top of their games mm -hmm. in the second round as yeah. opposed to an Eastern Conference final where it would have been so much better. Or, you know, Boston-Toronto, Boston-Tampa... Toronto, Tampa in yeah, first, first round, round games as opposed to later, uh, you know, with the divisional set round setup, you've got a chance to lose two of your best teams in the first round. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, yeah, they could still lose in the, in the one through eight format, but I just think the one through eight format is the better format. And will they do it? My guess is people like it. So no. Right, yeah. I mean, with the NHL, once uh, once Gary Bettman comes out and says, we really think that this 
thing is working that most people say, ah, you should probably change that. They're going to dig in their heels and they're going to say, no, it's working. It's great. But they said they did it that way specifically to get the division rivalries going. But what rivalries can you say are like, oh, my God, what a great rivalry that's become because of all the times they've played in the playoffs. There's not many I could think of. Not many. I mean, like you could argue maybe like Blackhawks wild there for a little while, but. But it's not the, a rivalry. The wild never, yeah, the wild never yeah. won. Yeah. So, like, maybe the Predators Blackhawks became that way because they they fought. You know, we've played sure. three times. They won once. We won twice. I mean, Blackhawks and Canucks was was good for a three four year stretch. But that was in the one through eight set uh, format. Yeah, that's true. Those series never would have happened in this format. Well, there you go. So. Yeah, another I'd, reason to keep I'd, it. I, I think the I think the change and and the aspect of reseeding after the second round is that like it's a little little more intrigue. You yeah. know, you the the matchups aren't set in stone. Of here's your path to the Cup final. Like it, you know, could could change. Right. So and then it, it kind of really makes for like the the Cinderella teams to really yeah hammer that home. Like yeah, if you beat the number one seed in the first round, then you got to play the number two seed, mm-hmm. and you know that could really lead to some some cool stories but you know why do you want fun stuff i don't know this is hockey after all steven next one from nate oh what if any changes would you guys make to the overtime period make it longer i would have no clock you play till (laughs) someone scores well you got to have a clock if you know you can't just play an hour straight what what are the chances of three on three lasting <laughs> longer than twenty minutes? Very I'm, slim. I mean, because if they're know. actually playing, that will get rid of all of this skating around waiting for the shootout. Yeah, nonsense. just play ten minute periods until someone wins. I would I would have some sort of backcourt violation. I would just get rid of it. You play till someone scores. Yeah. If you don't want to play for forty minutes, score freaking goals three on three. Yeah, I mean. Uh, if you if you made it even if you made it a ten minute three on three how many how many times have they reached in ten minutes very right. very infrequent. Yeah. the only thing is that way you'd, you'd still get some of that nonsense you know you after would. after yeah. like the eight minute mark you'll still get some of that stuff. and you'd have a lot of people with very tired legs right. just being like I just need a breather I'm gonna pass it back to my goalie so end <laughs> it like either get rid of the like if you skate it over the red line with possession. You know, yeah. If you purposely pull it back, blow the whistle, and the other you, team gets to pick it up at center ice and go, yeah, like, sure. Or you like drop the puck wherever it is, and then the other team gets it from there. Yeah, start start you a rush. Start it from behind your net and go. Like, yep. yeah, I I think that would definitely keep the intensity uh, up in overtime, which obviously is the best kind of overtime hockey is when it's just you know continuously moving, especially in three on three when you get the back and forth, back and forth, like. That is not only exciting, but also the best percentage chance of getting a winner. Yeah. So maybe uh, I think those would be good rules. Dr. Horror Show has a good idea. Ice cut the uh, ice. Have the Zamboni come out for that. I mean, that's going to take some time. It'd be, yeah. Uh, um, get an extra commercial break. But, you know, <laughs> I, it's, if you get two Zambonis out there, get you three know, Zambonis out there. There you go. All the Zambonis. <laughs> Zamboni races. That's yeah. how I would do the, the overtime. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's All next? Right, our sales guy, Jim, wants two pucks on the ice at the same time during overtime. That would just get really confusing. All hell breaks loose. That would just... Uh, no goalies. There's, that's how you... That's there how you, you go, yeah. You, get, you play posts. You play overtime. 10 on 10, <laughs> no goalies. <laughs> now, that'll end real fast. And nobody can get in the crease. Yep. Yeah. There you go. 
All right, next one coming from Windy City Hockey. If you were the commissioner for a week of the NHL, what would be two changes you'll bring to the league? Uh, I would first make myself commissioner for life. No, um, <laughs> and give myself three more wishes. <laughs> um, I would make win regulation wins worth three points. Yeah. And I would get rid of the instigator penalty. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the three-point uh, three system. I know that's, that's been thrown around there a lot. Um, the PWHL they yeah. they adapted that so that's uh, so you know to see a example of that in action in hockey there there you go right there yeah I would I agree I would do the I would do the three point system either three points for a regulation win or just get rid of the loser point altogether yeah one of the two but yeah, the loser points keep teams in the playoff hunt it, you look at the standings parity. this year yeah you look at the, so now you only have like two teams that are going to try right. deadline but yeah whatever i would i would do three points for a win two for an ot win one for a shootout win and any loss you don't get any points right that's what i would do um other than that uh i would the the rule change i would make uh would be if you score shorthanded on a, on, a, on a penalty kill that ends the penalty yeah i would also within the same rule you can score as many times as you want on a power play you get you get the full two minutes or four minutes or five minutes whatever it is you already get the five minutes on a major but all penalties would be that way it used to be that way yeah uh, up I, would, until, I would keep it up i don't know 50s or 60s uh it yeah. used, used to be that way one other thing that i would do I know I said only two, but I'm the commissioner. I can get as many <laughs> rules as I want. Uh, I would get rid of review except for if a goal goes over the line or not. Nothing else. Oh, okay. So no offsides No review. offsides, no goalie, no, no goalie high interference. Stick. Make the call on the ice and stick with it. Okay. Put the pressure on the refs. Yeah, they're, they're going to get some wrong, but these offside reviews, these goalie interference reviews, they take too long. They, they, so the only re things you can review are actual goals, if it goes over the line or not. Okay. Uh, I would go the opposite. I want everything reviewable. Well, you make can, the you game, can, you can make the game as slow and game. accurate as possible. No, screw that. <laughs> um, no, I actually wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things that th that the league could do to make it more interesting. But as we've seen over the many many years of Gary Bettman. There's not too many changes that happen to make the game interesting. No. I thought we came up with a, a really good one. We were with our friends at uh, the Barn Hockey Bar this past Thursday. We're on penalty shots. If the shot mm. is missed, play just continues, and you have a yeah. chance to get a rebound and score. I believe score. that was Mario. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, like a, in soccer. A penalty yeah, shot I, is, I like, is like in soccer. Style. Yeah, you, you, you pick it up from, from the red line. As soon as the player crosses the blue line, play it, play it like a live puck. So everyone, everyone lines up at the red line. Player picks up the puck at the red line. Once they go past the blue line, everyone can jump into the play. It's still a one-on-one -on -one with the player and the goalie, but if he's, if if the player scores, goal as right. normal. If the goalie stops it, you can play your rebound, and then the puck or the puck is is live, and you pick up play from there. I think that would be puck is uh, live the second it's shot. Fantastic chaos. I would love that. Yeah, that would be great. It would also be super dangerous. <laughs> but I, I like the organized chaos idea, though. Yeah, I, I, I like it. As soon as the puck comes off the shooter stick, it's live. Yeah. Play, play starts. The clock runs, and away you go. Yep. I like that. All right, what's next? Next one from Luke, Luke. who's, I believe he's a diehard. Yes, yeah. he's one of our newer diehards. 
Yeah, that's right. He just signed up. He said, let's say hypothetically, say you had to be the emergency goalie for the Blackhawks for one period oh because boy. hypothetically Mrazek got concussed in the Shush. first period and Soderblom got trampled on for coming too far out of his crease in the second. <laughs> that, I believe, that I can believe. Say Jesus. the Hawks were facing the Sharks. Just the Sharks. How would you do? How many shots out of, let's say, 10 would you save? Zero. Zero. <laughs> unless, unless they shot it directly like off my face. And it didn't the, go in the, the net. Over I'm under, stopping zero pucks. The over under will be 0.5 saves. Yeah, because I'm not. Yeah, unless they shoot it right at me, but I'm going to give up a rebound, and somebody will be there to put it in. Sure. Well, that would that still counts as one shot saved. Right. But so yes, I, I over under saves made point point five. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm not made like an uncontested shot, even like just a floater from like the blue line. I'm gonna still struggle with. Because it's just, I just don't have that coordination. And I don't want to get hit by a 100-mile-per-hour Yeah, puck. no. I want to get out of its way. I don't want to get not, hit by, like, a 50-mile-per-hour I'm shot. not a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like getting hurt. Yeah, being being a goalie takes a completely uh, different mindset. Even when you have yes. all the pads and all that, it's still, like, the point is players are shooting pucks as hard as possible at what is behind you, and you are the last line of defense uh, at stopping that, and I mean that is that's just a mentality that I just I don't think I would I would have. I like I like being able to skate up and down the ice and have control or not control of the puck, and I don't want it shot at me on purpose. No, that's just that's, I, yeah. that's just me. That's not that's not fun. Yeah, at all. We'll speak. I, I will say I did. Uh, I I don't know why I did it, but I blocked a slap shot in uh, my my men's league game last night. Uh, and I need to stop doing that because I've done that now three times, and each time I have done that, I have land, I've ended up with a bruise, the like the size of like two fists on my legs because it always catches you. It never catches you right in the most padded spot on your thigh or off your shin. Whenever you purposely go to block a it shot finds the in a game spot. that doesn't matter, it always hits you somewhere where there's no pads. And this one got me uh, right in a right in the tender spots. Uh, of the padding and I the last time it happened I posted a picture of it on Facebook that's how long it was ago uh, but it was like you know right on the inside of my knee I can't post a picture of it where it hit me this time because I would get flagged on Facebook or on no, Twitter not not good not, but uh, no I will just say it's walking a little ginger yeah here, sitting right? in this chair it's 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 a little uncomfortable yeah, you, you, uh, you don't need to do that anymore you're no not, you're not making a million dollars um yeah that's that's the thing I was like I was driving home and I was like that really hurt and I did it for no money. I don't know why I did. Did that. you win the game? <sighs> no. Well, then you totally didn't. I blocked. I like blocked if you won the by shot, one goal, that it would be worth. I it. blocked the shot on a penalty kill, and like thirty seconds later, we couldn't clear it out of the zone, and they scored. I was very upset. I did yeah. get an assist though in the game, so right. not to pat well, myself. You got to you start you know. yelling at your teammates. Be like, look what I'm sacrificing here. I should. A couple of my teammates are fans of the show, so I don't want to yell at them too much. Yeah. Well, they'll get used to it. <laughs> I don't want to lose any. Any, uh, any listeners? <laughs> They'll feel like they work here. Um, <laughs> speaking of over-unders, we were talking over-unders on saves we would make against the Sharks. Well, if you like betting over-unders, then I recommend you use the Circa Sportsbook. Yes. Because they have their tight money lines and their low hold model, which fans love. Games will strive to be at a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu. Unlike other sportsbooks, we may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits. What does that mean in layman's terms? It means more money. 
for you to win. You're going to get better odds, which means more money when you hit it big. They have high app limits. Circus Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other sports books who do limit winning players. I never have that problem, but maybe you do. We, we encourage betters to download and explore all the other sporting apps available. Compare the lines from each sports book, and you're going to find out that CHGO, or I'm sorry, Circa and CHGO, winning combination, Circa is going to have the best odds available. There are real yeah. people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike those other books who use the dreaded chatbots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. I hear there's a big football game coming up. Is there? Uh, there'll be a lot of wagering done. Uh, yeah, I, the Lions are in it, right? They had a huge lead when I turned off that game. Ah, right? Good for them. I'm, I'm First glad, ever Super Bowl. I'm glad, right? you're, I'm glad you're sitting down because they did not win that game. More, more, more like Detroit chokes, right? Am Detroit, I right? they yeah, sure do. They, that was, they sure did. That, uh, that was bad. <laughs> that's all right. Hey, are you looking to get in shape? Looking to uh, get your body and your mind right? Well, you should do it at the Midtown Athletic Club here in Chicago and the surrounding suburbs, the Midtown Athletic Club. They have all the amenities for you to uh, get yourself into the right mindset and the right body set uh, for the new year coming up. They got four Chicagoland locations in Palatine, Bannockburn, Willowbrook, and right here in the city, the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel. Uh, and at those three locations in the suburbs, Palatine, Bannockbrook, and, or Bannockburn, and Willowbrook, uh, through the month of January, which is ending soon, Midtown is offering no initiation fees at those three locations. So if you, that is your local location, one of those three, uh, and you've been thinking about, you know, getting into the uh, getting into the gym game, getting into the uh, athletic club game, do it with Midtown, and you're going to avoid those initiation fees if you act now, and you're going to take uh, advantage of all their awesome amenities, uh, tremendous locker rooms, wet and dry saunas, indoor and outdoor pools, and hot tubs. Uh, they got a boutique at the Bannockburn one. That's the one that I was able to go to where you can like, say you, you show up to, to go work out and you're like, ah, shoot, forgot my gym shorts. Well, you can go right in there and get some very nice gym shorts. Uh, so it's perfect quality right there. Uh, very accessible. They got uh, high standard kitchens, good food there. I hear the fried chicken sandwich is a favorite there. So if you're uh, doing your boxing training, you can punch the heavy bag for a little bit, have a chicken sandwich, Go in the sauna, sweat the chicken sandwich out, and that's a pretty good day at the gym. Uh, and if you love tennis, the Midtown Athletic Club is the place to be. They have indoor and outdoor tennis courts, uh, courts for paddle, tennis, and pickleball as well, and everything is USTA professional quality. So head over to midtown.com chgo, and you can find out more about the Midtown Athletic Club location nearest to you and schedule your tour. All righty. Before we get to our uh, Twitter questions, those were all of our diehard questions, right, Stephen? Yeah, that was all of them. All right. Before we head over to our questions from the Twitter sphere, it will always be Twitter to me. Twitter. Uh, we have, what, uh, over 120 people watching and only 38 likes. That math doesn't now. compute. So hit us, hit that like button for us, please. That helps Smash us out it. a lot. Smash the like button, tap it, hit it. And? Make it. 
glow, whatever you do. <laughs> Make it glow. Uh, yeah, smash the like button. Subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. Uh, and, yeah, on your favorite listening uh, devices, if you're a podcast listener, subscribe to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, what are some of the other ones? Podomatic. Stitcher, Stitcher I believe, is still a thing. Um, yeah. Wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe, us. and you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get all the latest episodes right to your phone or streaming device, computer, whatever you listen to. Uh, yeah, and when you do that, leave us a five star review. Helps us out, um, and we like to uh, we like to hear about what we're doing doing right. Right. None of the bad stuff. Though. None of the bad. Keep stuff. Keep that to yourself. No. We don't care. <laughs> All right, Stephen. All right, this one from Colin Powers. Hey guys, here's a question for the next. Yeah, that's him. (laughs) For the next mailbag, if Reichel's sophomore slump is more than just a temporary problem, then can you see any GM taking a flyer on him like we did with when we acquired Borgstrom from Florida? Um, first, I don't think I truly don't think Kyle Davidson is looking to move Lucas Reichel. Um, but. You know, let's say if we're talking hypotheticals about being goalies, let's say a hypothetical about Reichel is they they bring him back on a one-year deal. And if this continues, you know, what he's been doing so far this season continues not only this year but into next year, I think at that point you're looking to say you cut your losses. Because at that point, you know, you you have – we were talking about Landon Slager. You have guys that are going to be in the system that are going to be on the verge of being NHL ready that, you know, Reichel, you you hope – can still be one of those guys, but if he proves himself not to be, you, you got to move on from that. And yeah, he's a former first round pick, still very young, 21, 22 years old. Um, there's still some value there, but I think, you know, as, as we've seen before, Kyle Davidson uh, doesn't have to be loyal to uh, he, he shall not be named uh, former draft picks and players that he committed to. So I don't know. I, I, I think, 31 other NHL team out of 31 other NHL teams. I'm sure some of them look at Lucas Reichel and say there's something still there. Yeah. I think it's far too early in his career and far too early in this rebuild and making declarations that this guy just isn't going to work here. Sure. Uh, so give what you, your next season is not about wins and losses again. It's about continuing the development. So mm-hmm. if we don't see him you know, pull the nose up before the end of this season. You still have next season to figure things out. Sign him that one year, prove a deal. Yeah. Also, trading him now or even this off season, if he doesn't break out of this funk and carries it through the whole season, his trade value has never been lower. Why would you right. trade him now? Sure. You don't trade a guy at the lowest value because you're basically giving him away for nothing. If you don't think he's part of the long-term future, still bring him back for that one year next year. Hopefully that that's the year he breaks out. Then you can move him where you're actually going to get something for him. Cuz mm-hmm. what are you really going to get for Lucas Reichel right now? I know we Not said a lot, a lot you know, nothing. we saw no way uh, Kirby Doc would get uh, you know, first round pick. But he did, but he also was, you know, a 6 foot 5 center, you know, third pick overall who actually also- sh- had some fairly decent production at the NHL level. And when he got traded, he had twice as many NHL games played. Right. So there was more tape on him. Yeah, he was further along. And, and so, yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, now is the time to do it. They're just There's no there's no reason to. They're, they're, they're not in any position to be like, well, Lucas Reichel stinks. 
it's over. Let's tear it down. Like you've got time right, right. to let, allow him to figure it out at the NHL level. And to your point, I think you're not going to sell low because you're not going to get much for him and you don't want to give up on him this early. And if you're not selling low, that means he's probably rebounded to some extent. Yeah. Right. And there's reason to keep him and think maybe he's going to continue that production. Yeah. If, if, if his, if his play rebounds and, and starts going into the direction that a lot of people uh, and the, uh, the organization hoped that it would, that's only good for the Blackhawks. So would you rather have Lucas Reichel, who's, you know, come around and turned a corner and is going in the right direction? Or would you rather have him do that and then trade him for, oh, here's a lottery ticket of a second round pick or something like that? You know, I think you're, I think you have more value in a guy who's in his early 20s that has turned a corner and is back on his development path. Right. Yeah. It's not like they're, depending on Lucas Reichel, put up 50 points to be a Stanley Cup contender where you're like, well, we need someone in here that produces. Right. Right. You're not at that point right now. So, uh, hang on to it for a while. You know, obviously, if someone gives you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, if someone says we'll give you a mid first round pick and a third round pick like they did for Kirby yeah, Doc, you, you, you say, it. oh, okay, you probably sure. take it. But that's not <laughs> happening. That yeah. deal's not coming down the pipe anytime soon. No, uh, Benjamin uh, jumping in the chat here says, "Pour one soda out for CM Punk." Uh, we 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 were talking about it briefly before the. The show started, but um, Greg, you were able to catch up on the Royal Rumble. Thoughts? Uh, I know we we it, Jay and I were watching it live here on Saturday night. We didn't want to spoil the, it for the, you. The the, uh, the pay per view peaked with the women's match, which was first. Which was first. <laughs> the women's Rumble was much better than the men's. It was told a better story, had better. The men's was just kind of boring, and you kind of knew what was going to happen. Uh, and man, CM Punk, uh, you know, I I. I been a fan of his for a long time, but that man did no cardio during his time away. No. He was out of gas early, and the rumors are he got hurt again mm-hmm. during the match. So, uh, maybe time just to be doing uh, ads for the Blackhawks at this point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're not punching people in your own locker room, you're getting hurt. So I don't know what kind of value you're bringing. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin says a torn tricep. Uh, so yeah, like that maybe sucks. I think. Your body's telling you, uh, you know, make cool I mean, videos for the Blackhawks. Pushing 50? Yeah, he's getting there. He's getting up there. He's like my age, at least. Yeah. yeah he's there, so. Yeah. Sucks. I, I've always liked CM Punk. I think as the, as a human being, he's a good dude for the most part. I think he's got some anger and ego issues that get him in trouble, but I love watching him wrestle. I love listening to him talk, but I think that ship might have sailed. He's he's getting pretty ouchy in his career. Yeah, that's not we, a good thing. As we say sometimes. Yeah, I I uh I enjoyed the the women's rumble match. I think like you said, like the storytelling was a lot better. And the the men's match, it was just like very straightforward. You knew which guys were gonna be there and which weren't. Um I did uh I I appreciated the guys that were in the final four, I think they set up some pretty good matches there. But I mean, you knew Cody and, and Roman was See, going with to the be women's the, match the, when the result when contestants would come down. You'd for like a lot of them, like up to like half of them, maybe even more. You were like, "Well, she has a legit chance to win." Right, I could yeah. see her winning this. Mm-hmm. Like twenty-seven of the thirty guys in in the men, you were like, "Yeah, this guy's just out here to take up five just minutes out and here. get thrown over the top rope." And like, what I was very underwhelmed by. 
uh, and disappointed by was like the fact that they're like the rumble's always good for at least one like whoa like yeah. return or yeah internet you know what's coming yeah. right yeah yeah the internet did tell me that the end of the rumble was going to hit like crack to paraphrase uh, the one of those uh, wrestling aggregator uh, Twitter accounts um, if crack hits like that I don't know how people get addicted to it because that was lame yeah, Thank I, you, Steven. I, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, was, and, and was, Pat McAfee was... screaming at me for four hours. No, thanks. Let's not do that again. Yeah. yeah. Did not... you see the story that he didn't know he was right. supposed to be Allegedly in the rumble? Allegedly didn't know that he was going to be in it. Um, he, he's like, oh, I guess I'm in the rumble. And then like eliminates himself. Well, that was a smart move. It don't, was. I wouldn't mind seeing if him you're not prepared to wrestle. Don't hop in there. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him get thrown in the, like the fourth row by a couple of those guys. <laughs> but oh, well. Yeah. All right. Back to Anyways, this is, this has been wrestle talk. Yes. Uh, this one from Neil Andrew. Could you see the Blackhawks trading a player like Connor Murphy to a team needing defense at the trade deadline or taking on a contract for a first-round pick? Well, Murphy needs to get healthy first, but I, th- I think the team is going to keep Connor Murphy around because, as we've seen the extensions of Mrazek and Felino and Dickinson, they're two-year extensions, and that, coincidentally, is how much time Connor Murphy has left on his contract after this season. Um, you could do a lot worse than Connor Murphy defensively, and I think for what he does provide on the ice and off the ice, I think he's a guy that is uh, going to be around the organization. I don't think they're looking to get rid of him. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think Murphy is a guy that they're going to end up moving, and I don't think a lot of teams are looking to take on, at the deadline, uh, looking to take on players that have term be, beyond a year or two. Right, so and if they are I think looking at guys that, who are like 26, 27, right, that have younger term, than him, in their 30s. more healthy. Um, yeah, so I think Murphy's sticking around. If the Blackhawks take on a bad contract, um, if, if it's worth it, I'm not going to be mad, but they're not in a position where they have to because even though they have the cap space that they could do it, you don't have to do it because you have a lot of guys that are injured that are going to come back. So, you know, for a short term, something who knows, but I I think this year's trade deadline is going to be a lot quieter uh, than I think we expected it would be at the beginning of the year. For sure. Yeah. Don't expect much on our trade deadline show this year. Yeah, it might be a, a, more, a lot more. It, it might be more Russell talk. Yeah, Who knows? WrestleMania <laughs> talk at that point. Yeah. Steven. All right, this one from the Black Web Sants. When is Davidson getting fired? Uh, I hate to break it to you. The mouth breathers have spoken. Um, <laughs> I threw this one in there just so that we could address the fact that Greg needs to get angry at least one show. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get angry at this. I mean, <laughs> like, it, when you're clueless and don't understand what a rebuild is, then you ask stupid questions. Yeah. Whoever said there's no such thing as stupid questions, <laughs> well, you know, no, he's not getting fired anytime soon. Uh, this is exactly what they have been planning for. And, uh, you know, when some of these kids that he's been drafting get here and if they hit their ceiling, we're not going to have to deal with any of these kind of dumb questions anymore. No. And I think I see it a lot uh, on, on the Internet. I see it a lot in our chat from time to time um, questioning Davidson and his GM abilities and questioning Luke Richardson and, and stuff. And it's, it's, it's a short term mindset, which I don't blame for, for people because right. for a, a long time, 
Blackhawks seasons were very short-term mindseted, um, if that's a word. And it was about immediate success. It was about contending for a Stanley Cup. And it was about, you know, getting the job done season to season. And when that time period ended at the end of the 2017 season, basically, um, it had to become a more long-term fix. And with Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson, it's a long-term vision and it's a long-term plan. And I think ownership of the Blackhawks also believes in that. Luke Richardson is not on a hot seat because there's not expectations for him to win games right now. Kyle Davidson's not on a hot seat because he's laid out a plan to rebuild the organization that Connor takes Bedard. time. <laughs> and yeah, you, the plan was part of the plan was the trying to get Connor Bedard. The goal last season was to somehow Check. get Connor Bedard and he they achieved that goal. Yeah, and so and and Bedard accelerates all of the the rebuilding process, but it doesn't mean as soon as you get him all planning is out the window and the expectation becomes Stanley Cup or bust this season. So you know, the, it's it's you got to look at it as a, as a long term mindset, and we've only seen we've only seen a portion of what Kyle Davidson can do as a general manager so far. With you know trades and free agency, it's all stuff for you know non quote unquote non contending moves. You know, extending Nick Foligno, extending Jason Dickinson, that made sense, right? Bringing in a guy like Taylor Hall to get an opportunity that he wasn't going to get in Boston, that made sense. But we're really going to have to. Um, you know, critique him on in the, in the coming seasons and critique Luke Richardson is when the expectation is to not be in the lottery, what are you able to do? What big free agent are you able to sign? What big trade are you able to make? Able to make? What, you know, what are you going to get out of the players that are going to be here of consequence on the ice? And how are you going to configure your power play? What's, you know, if something's not working, what are you going to do to fix it so that you don't go on a 20-game or uh, road losing streak you know it's it the act when the expectations change for the team then they're going to change for those in charge absolutely all righty anyways sorry just to break to it to you. just want to clear that up <laughs> colin one, with two l's this one from colin with two l's like you said i sent this about a week ago but just to be sure from what i see with michigan probably not going to make the playoffs do you think nazar signs and plays the last couple of weeks of the season with the hawks same way with slagger depending on when his season ends well, don't count Michigan out. They, uh, they, they could still have a very long uh, postseason ahead of them with the uh, Big Ten tournament and then potentially the NCAA tournament. They're a very talented team. But uh, same with Slagger. If and when Michigan's season ends and the NHL season is still continuing, I still believe that uh, Frank Nazar has shown this season where he's at in his development path that turning pro is a is a real possibility, um, and he could do the same. He could get two, three, four, five, six games with the Blackhawks, depending on time frame, and then head to Rockford and 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 play with them as well. If they if Michigan goes long into the year, then you know that's a conversation for the summer. Yeah, I mean, ultimately it's up to Frank Nazar. I'm sure Frank Nazar finishes his season at Michigan and calls up Kyle Davidson and says, I want to turn pro. Kyle Davidson's going to be like, okay, done. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's ultimately up to him. Now, you know, if Michigan makes a deep, gets into the NCAA tournament, makes a deep run, you know, he'd probably miss out on a lot of that. And you'll, yeah. you'll wait to the summer to make that move. But, um, you know, if 
they miss the NCAA tournament completely, that that, makes, that would base that basically gives you about a month of the NHL season, and that might actually like steer him closer to turning pro this year. Mm-hmm. Because if it was a situation where you know they made the Frozen Four and they were one game short, he might be like, "I want to come back and win this one more. I want to come potentially, back potentially, yeah." But if they don't even make it, make the NCAA tournament. You know, he might be like, "Well, all right, that was fun. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play with Connor Bedard for the rest of the year." Right. And you look at the rest of that Michigan team too. Like Brindley's probably gone next year. Yeah. McGordy's probably gone next year. Like it's 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 gonna be a, another year of of change for Michigan. So he might be part of that. But yeah, I I think uh, as as we talk about patience with uh, with with development and and the rebuilding plan and everything, if Frank Nazar goes and plays another year in college. Um, it's, not the, end of the I, it's world. not the end of the world. No, it's not because you're because you're still going to have, uh, you know, some young guys that are of consequence that are going to be around um, in the forwards group. Obviously, you have Bedard, um, Colton Doc potentially could be, uh, you know, if he stays healthy the rest of this season. I know he got back from uh, concussion protocol yeah. uh, today. I think it was, um, or at least he's back skating on the ice, um, not in a non-contact jersey with the Ice Hogs. Um, if he can stay healthy the rest of the year and and you know get back to what he was doing early this season, stays healthy through the summer and and training camp, he might be a guy that's that's due for a promotion to the NHL next year. And and you know it doesn't all have to be you know just these like four or five guys of right. you know Nazar and Oliver Moore and all. It, it's well, even it if Nazar turns too. pro, there's n- don't be surprised if he starts the season in Rockford next. Yeah, it's year. not a guarantee. Like, he has to be in Chicago. Yeah, there's no there's no reason to rush these guys. Uh, and, and stunt their growth. No. This one from Alex Parker. I think that's Peter's cousin. Zaitsev has been <laughs> nothing but solid this year. Even Jay has come around. What's the case Even for not Jay. re-signing him? Also, the Hawks should have a ring of honor and an in-stadium Hall of Fame. I agree, and don't be surprised if that sort of thing happens for the 100th anniversary. Yeah. Coming up in a couple of years. Uh, as far as Zaitsev goes, I agree. Zaitsev has been pretty good this year. It's a shame he got hurt because he was just kind of hitting his stride and yeah. basically c- cemented a s- everyday spot. I would have no issue if they brought him back on a one-year deal, depending on the, the here's the case you don't do it. If you feel that Ethan Del Mastro and Nolan Allen are NHL ready, then all he's going to do is take away playing time for them. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have Seth Jones and Connor Murphy back next year. Vlasic is here. Korchinski's here. You know, Del Mastro, Allen, Phillips, Kaiser, Kaiser. Um, you have this, but if you, you know, if you want to bring in one more vet to be that sixth, seventh guy, then he's not a bad choice for that. But does he want to do that again? Right. Does he want to go someplace where he can go be that a full time guy or yep. go to a contending he, he, team? He might say, I'm having a good year here. And if I go to free agency, a better opportunity right. will come I can along. go play for a playoff team. Yeah. Or, you know, um, but I think maybe a smarter move because it was cheaper and it's a guy you don't mind if he only plays 30 to 50 games. Bring back Jacob Megna if you need need another veteran to kind of round out that defensive guard. That's that's the guy um, I would keep around. You know, he's not he's not great, but he's he's serviceable. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think. You know, if they brought to bring back Zaitsev on a one-year deal, two point five, three million, whatever it is, I'm fine with that. But yeah. I, I just don't know if he wants to be continue to be 
serve that role of, well, you'll play when everybody else is hurt. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I would think if, you know, if, if I would try to get into his mindset, I mean, he, he's, he signed a big deal um, when he was in Toronto and was, was supposed to live up to it. And he basically became almost an albatross kind of player because he wasn't serviceable up to the level of his contract. That's how he ended up getting here in Chicago. Um, but this season specifically, he's started to get back to that level of, uh, of player that we had seen before. Um, so I think for him, if I was playing well, given the opportunity, he's played on the power play here, which is something he used to do in Toronto. Um, you know, he's, he plays on the, on the right side. That's valuable in the NHL. Like if I was him, I would, I, I would think that, uh, you know, the way that he's played this year, you know, if it was between Chicago or team, that's not going to be in the lottery. I might go to the team not being in the lottery because if I'm in his, his head, I'm thinking I've earned my way back to this level of, you know, the NHL, unless Chicago's given him like $5 million, um, right. which I, I don't think I you should. Do um, I don't think there's much incentive for him to, to, to come back if there's a better opportunity out there. For sure. Uh, speaking of markets, uh, free agency markets or vehicle markets, nice. if you're on the, the, in the market for a new vehicle, We've got some great news for you. Our partner, Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Krem, Krem in Park in uh, Fox Lake is starting their Ray Resolution or the Ray Resolution with the Start Something New sales event. And you know what that means? You're going to be able to shop incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock because they want a clear lot to make room for the brand new 2024 vehicles. For a limited time, get up to $9,000 off all Ooh. new Jeep models with dealer discounts. And that's not all. Shop their last call on remaining 2023 Dodge Challenger and Charger models, including mm. the Hellcats Hellcat. and the Scat Packs. Scat Pack. Yeesh. And more. Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand, so you don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from. Get your muscles at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Ram. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to Ray's price promise. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long and save big because Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Ram makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. And an added bonus... CHGO fans and oh. listeners can get a free oil oh, yeah. change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book at line at raycdjr.com slash service. But don't wait. You have to schedule before January 31st, and that is Wednesday. really soon. So do it now or miss out forever. If you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, head over to raycdjr.com, serving the community since 1963. I myself took advantage of that... Uh Free oil change with uh, with Ray, and uh, it was top notch quality. Uh, still running, still running on that uh, that oil that they I got, got the from good Ray. Good oil there at Ray. Yeah, they it's got the, the good the good stuff. Good stuff. It's not that cheap it's stuff. Secret stash. It's the good stuff. Hey, you know what else is the good stuff? ComEd Energy. It is getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. 
That is something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Oh, you better believe that. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or, like myself, a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. Well, Greg, what should business owners do? Well, I teased it at the very beginning of the show, and now I'm going to pay it off. Go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. That's comed.com slash clean. Did you say uh, comed.com slash clean? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure Three Stephen heard Three darn it. times. Okay. So go there now or after the show and see how Electric connects us all to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. It's the electric tomorrow. That's my song. It's what do we have next, Stephen? Uh, this one from Jimmy. Jimmy. Paul Lewinsky, do you see him as a wing or a center with the Hawks? I don't know. <laughs> Way too uh, early to tell. Paul Ludwinski is uh he's playing center primarily with the uh, Kingston Frontenacs. Um he's a he's a nice player. I he's a guy that I think uh is kind of in that that tier of prospect with like Landon Slagert where he's probably going to be a bottom six guy at at his ceiling. He's going to be an energy guy, a four checker, penalty killer, might be able to chip in some some offensive production here or there. Um but if he if he can play center, wonderful. Um, at the NHL level, he's not the biggest guy, but you know he's not super small. Um, but I, I think if he can play center at the NHL level, that would be great. Uh, but I think he's he's got that kind of game that's effective both down the middle and on the wing. So um, I like the way he's been playing this year. He was and uh, he was hurt a lot in his draft year. So when you look at his numbers, I think it was like twenty nine points in thirty four games. Um, as a second round pick, you're kind of like, whoa, that's kind of a reach, but it's more on those skills outside of point production right. that made him um, attractive in the second round in, in the 22 draft. And then you've seen it this year. You know, he was invited to Team Canada's uh, development camp for the World Juniors, ultimately didn't make the team, but he was a long shot anyways. But to go from not invited to the 140, 50 player like symposium online symposium that they had in the summer for team Canada to being invited to the actual like training camp where it's like 30 guys. Like that's, that's quite the, uh, the improvement there. So um, I'm excited for him. I think he's got, uh, he's currently injured right now. He's been out of the lineup uh, for Kingston the last few games, but um, I think he's got another year in the OHL. Uh, before turning pro, and I think that that's fine because I think he's just now 20 years old. Like, he's – so, uh, yeah, or turning 20 pretty soon. So, I like Paul Lewinsky. Keep him on your radar. Um, he's going to be a good player. Yeah. Uh, center, wing, uh, I don't really know. You focused more on him on the rebuild report. He's current, that currently playing that. mostly center. But I think his speed might be better served uh, on the wing. Sure. Uh, but if, if he can play both, that just gives you versatility and a guy that can do a little bit of everything. And that's uh, that's good to have on a, on a hockey team. I love our chat because they have turned uh, Nick Foligno, uh, affectionately uh, called Fliggy, uh, around the NHL, uh, because of his broken finger, has now become the flinger. Fling, the flinger. 
the flinger, like Felino, the right. Felino finger, the flinger. The flinger. So we're gonna have to tell him that. Yeah, next, next time, time he's, he's on, uh, Nick the Flinger Felino. He, <laughs> we should ask him about all the nicknames that Blackhawks fans are giving him, <laughs> and see uh, how comfortable he yeah, is. Yeah, there's a couple <laughs> with some of them, but uh, yeah, creepy. Flinger, that's new. Good job, Chad. All right. Nicely, nicely done. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna refer to him. The flinger. That, that sounds like a t-shirt. Give him the flinger. Give him the flinger. There you go. <laughs> hey, t-shirt guys, check out that Put idea. That went under consideration. Yeah. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, this one from Blackhawks Fanatic. Could you see the Hawks drafting Ivan Demidov? He's supposed to be top five. He's Russian, so do you think they're uh, they're worried about that factor? As far as the Russian thing, when, when we asked Davidson about uh, draft prospects, uh, Mavi Mitchkov in last year's draft, it didn't sound like no. uh, that was a big No, they drafted Roman Cancer off in the second round. Like, right. Not, so I don't think that they worry about that too much. And when was the last time, we said this a lot with Mitchkov, and I've seen uh, him up as high as two for this year's draft. Demidov, yeah. Demidov is the, that, as high as two. Ivan Demidov, own other Demidov, Dibidom. <laughs> um, I hope they draft him now just so we can make that our thing. Um <laughs> Uh, but when was the last time a guy was taken in one of the top five to ten picks in the NHL draft and never came? It doesn't happen Cutter that often. Cutter <laughs> But he's not Russian, <laughs> and he's going to play in the NHL. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, but, I, but, yeah, specifically to those guys. Like a Russian guy, yeah. top ten prospect, who doesn't come here at all. Like, it rarely, yeah. when you're that high, you're coming. Who was that? What was the guy from the Rangers? Kratsov? Yeah, but they traded him. The eventually, Canucks. yeah, and he and he he's, eventually came over. He's played. He just he played two seasons in the uh, AHL before the Rangers mm-hmm. finally traded him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I I don't think that's a factor. They're not too worried about that. And guys that they do worry about, those are the guys that get picked in the sixth or seventh round, where they're like, well, if he never right, comes, it doesn't yeah. matter because chances are whoever we draft here isn't going to make it to the NHL. Like Kucherov was like a fifth-round pick. Yeah, because right? they, they had no idea like he was coming. That's why Kaprizov was a fourth-rounder, mm-hmm. right? He was a late-round guy. Um, yeah. You know, and you, you you look at, you know, guys like... Panarin was never Hawks, drafted. Right, you look at the Hawks when they draft uh, Ilya Safanov, who's turning into a interesting... Uh, prospect but he was a later round pick too because they're like not 100 percent sure that he was going to come over so if you're going to draft a guy with the second third overall pick chance you're pretty confident he's coming yeah he wouldn't be ranked that high if if he had publicly said i don't ever want to play in right the yeah yeah if, <laughs> if a guy says that it's like yeah they're the, in russia the khl is big enough of a league where 
you don't want to leave and don't want to go to the NHL, you can have a fine life being a really good KHL player. You can. You can make a lot of money out um, there. And yeah, with like like you said, like selecting Kansarov, even with you know Ivan Demidov being the, the the at the level of prospect that he is, um, it's kind of no different than like a really high CHL or NCAA guy where, you know, um, you might have to wait two, three years for them to come over. So Kansarov, he signed a two-year right. contract extension with uh, with his KHL club. Yeah, if you drafted an 18-year-old kid that was playing in college or the OHL, you'd yeah, probably you'd have, have to wait. wait three years anyway. Right. So even even with Demidov, if they you know don't have the number one overall pick and, and they go with him, you're probably still not going to see him for a year, two, or three years anyway. So if right. he's so if he stays in the KHL or in, in Russia um, for two seasons, that's fine. Yeah, and with cancer off, he's playing now potentially three full seasons in a professional league, arguably the second or third best professional league in the world yeah. before he comes there. That's better than playing juniors or in the AHL as far as I'm yeah. concerned. A lot of a, a lot of those European prospects get that extra, you know, kind of incentive of playing like Lucas Reichel. His two seasons uh, before coming to North America, he played professionally against men in Germany. So that was, you know, kind of, that is what led to him transitioning to the AHL uh, easier in his first season um, c- coming over and playing in North America. So, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I would like to think that the Blackhawks are picking earlier than fifth. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We can take right. one more. We got yeah, one more. Got we got two more. We might as well just finish them two, off. Oh, we only got two more and we're yeah. done? Yeah. Wow. All right, let's finish them eh, off. Why not? This one from Gregory. Could you give a little credence to the players wanting to play in their home city? Obviously, money talks, but being close to home is an actual factor. Nobody says that. I, know, I think he's referencing our joke of our sarcasm. You can only play uh, Of course, people, players would love to play for their hometown team, but like, yeah. like, as you said, if your hometown team is a big suck wagon... You're going to probably want to go play somewhere else. Yeah. Like, if you're born in San Jose, are you really itching to go play for the Sharks anytime soon? Probably not. Probably not. If you're born in Ottawa, you want to go play for the dumpster fire that's the Senators <laughs> right now? No. You probably want to go play in Tampa Bay where you can win Stanley Cups or Colorado where you can win Stanley Cups. Sure. Yeah. It's a factor. It was a factor for Alex Dabrinkit going to the Red Wings. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely is a factor to these guys, but it's not like – guys are like i have to play for the team i grew up rooting for or else this is a waste of career ask steven stamkos he's fine yeah. playing in tampa his whole career maybe yeah. so till far he comes here till he, yeah till he's signed the summer yeah i mean we've we've seen some players opt to be closer to home um but i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's as common as uh, as as we refer to it in the joke of you know having to play for your hometown team, Patrick Kane still hasn't played for Buffalo. Um, still time yet, yet, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, Alex DeBrincat, uh going to Detroit. That was uh, you know that's that's a hometown thing. Um, he you know we knew he grew up as a Red Wings fan when he was drafted by the Blackhawks, and he was given an opportunity to play on a, a team that was looking to do something, contend for something. Uh, and for him, you know, being from Michigan, playing for uh, uh, the Red Wings, like that's that's a big thing. So it, it does happen for sure. But it's not the only thing that will 
uh, be a factor for a free agent or a, a player that lo- is looking for a trade. All right, let's finish strong. All right, last one from Sox and Seas. Is it more likely the Hawks trade players, if so, who at the deadline to acquire picks and prospects or take on bad contracts to acquire picks and prospects? I think your best trade piece right now is Colin Blackwell. And I don't know I don't know how much you're gonna get from him. Yeah. Blackwell, Ryan Donato, maybe. Maybe. Like yeah. those are the type of guys that a contender maybe like that's our that's a bottom six that's guy. That's our 12th forward PK guy. Yeah. But again, what are you going to get? Third, fourth rounder, fifth mm-hmm. rounder? Nothing yeah. and crazy? And the Blackhawks are not in a position where they need to be uh, grasping for assets. Like, they have right. a ton. So I wouldn't be surprised if the most likely scenario is they become the third-party team to facilitate a team having Stanley uh, or uh, – Salary cap crunch, yeah. Being like, we'll take on half of that contract of whatever player you're getting, half of the half, and we'll get you know a prospect or like a fifth round pick. We'll or get something a pick for in your troubles. Yeah, that's likely what I see them doing. Is they're going to be a third party facilitator to take on cap space and get a pick or an AHL prospect type guy for that. Yeah, I uh, yeah, like like we said before. I don't think it's going to be a very uh, busy trade deadline for the Blackhawks. No. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think if they want to do something, if an opportunity uh, presents itself where it makes sense to, uh, to help a team offload a player, offload a big contract, I'm not opposed to it. Um, but they're not in a position where that's what they have to do to better themselves. I, I think Kyle Davidson is very uh, – uh, very content with where he's at right now with his prospects and, and, and his assets. And if you can add some, fine, but you don't have to go out there looking to do it. No, he's done a very good job his first two seasons here stockpiling the draft picks to yep. where he's not forced to, uh, you know. Um, you don't have to reload he, every yeah, year. He doesn't have to go out. That's, that's part of the reason why in some of these other trades, those picks have been, you know, for 2024, 2025, mm-hmm. you know keep pushing them up why make 12 picks in one draft when you can spread them out over two or three right and uh you know get a shot at different guys so yeah i, I think our trade deadline show is going to be pretty uh can as I, a whole i don't see the trade deadline at all being that crazy this year there's just not a lot of teams there's not a selling. lot of there's not a lot of and there's not a lot of flexibility out there not a lot of flexibility and your your best chips out there are like Elvis Merce Lincolns and Sean Monahan, and it's just kind of just like there's yeah, really nothing. There's, not, no there's really nothing sexy happening. out there. No, so we'll see. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some NHL GM stupidity, um, but I don't is. think it's going to. I don't think there's going to be too many uh, too many fireworks at this deadline. But um, yeah, I think that that does it for the mailbag. That was all. Yeah, that's all. We've emptied our sack. I, I guess we uh, get through them quicker when it's only two of us <laughs> as opposed to three. Yes, our sacks are empty, and we need an app. Wonderful. Um. But hey, <laughs> uh, if you are a diehard, uh, jump in the Discord here in a couple minutes. Greg and I are going to hop in. We're going to do a little uh, CHGO Blackhawks overtime. A uh, couple minutes. We'll 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 chat. We'll uh, we'll take some more questions. I know there's been a bunch of questions in in the chat that we haven't really. Uh, had a chance to get to, but uh, yeah, if you're a diehard, hop in to the Discord, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be talking in a yes. few minutes. If you're the not a diehard, channel. the voice channel, yeah, it's not no, not not a text chat. We're gonna do something a, a little bit more fun, a little bit more personal. So yeah, if you uh, if you want to become a diehard, again, allchgo.com. 
get all the info on how to become a diehard, sign up, get all the perks and all the benefits. And I know we mentioned some, uh, we've teased some info uh, about the uh, upcoming events that uh, CHGO has and that we have specifically. Uh, In our Discord, we will uh, let the diehards know ahead of time that uh, we will have some information on the upcoming takeover. So you really want to become a diehard and you really want that information, go sign up now in the next few minutes and you will get uh, that information ahead of time, uh, but you're not going to want to miss it. So we'll see you then, and uh, we'll wrap this one up. Yep, tomorrow we'll be back at 3 o'clock. Joe Brand from uh, 720 WGN will be joining us. And just a reminder that the CH Joe Blackhawks podcast is powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. And we will see you all again tomorrow at 3. Thanks for Stephen for making the magic happen. Yep. And uh, speaking of magic, hope Jay's having fun in Disney World. And yep. we'll see you tomorrow at 3. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Silly like the mayor.